This podcast is a part of the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. Good morning and welcome to Community Connection. We are glad to be here on this great Friday. And of course, we have Sue Richter with us. Sue, I'm trying to think of which articles of Don's I've like uh, thought about in the last couple of weeks. I can't think of any. I, I, I think I'm suffering from COVID fog, but just please let him know that I truly enjoy his stories. They crack me up. Good. Good. I'm glad you enjoy them. The last one we had was on Sears Robot. Okay, well, yeah. see, I, I don't even remember that, but I certainly remember Sears Roebuck being downtown, downtown Danville. But that used to be a huge department store. Oh, definitely, definitely. That and Montgomery Ward were just fantastic downtown. Mm-hmm. Yep, wouldn't mind getting some of those right back down there. That'd be kind of cool. <laughs> yeah, it would. <laughs> of course, now there's no parking, so as <laughs> people have from helicopter and I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Excuse me, we'll have to figure that one out for sure. Well, Sue, you all have an exciting event coming up. Of course, uh, you know, this this next week is going to be a lot of things happening. Let's just jump right into it. Oh, yes. Uh, Sunday is our Lincoln birthday open house. This is from 1, 1 o'clock in the, 1.30 in the afternoon to 4 o'clock in the afternoon. And it's going to be a little bit different this year because we've got still in our facility problem mode of having no heat in the center building, which we have not had since right after Christmas. So we decided it was best not to open this building because we are currently heating it and getting the uh, warmer air moving through using large, huge fan type things. So that doesn't make itself conducive to having the awards program in the building. So we have canceled the awards program as part of Sunday. But instead, we are still going to open the Dr. William Fithian home to celebrate Lincoln's birthday. And we're going to have cake and uh, refreshments in that building. And people will be able to see all the updates that we have made through the winter to the interior of the Fithian home with the hallway and the stairwell and the upper uh, room at the top of the stairs. I imagine that was not an easy task. When you talk about working in old homes, I think when you open one thing, then you find 10 others. Has that been the case? Yes, it has. And uh, we think that it's all come out really, really nice. And the house would have been open anyway. But in this this case, you know, we'll be able to uh, be able to showcase it. There'll be no charge. And uh, it kind of harkens back to the old days before we had this building when the Lincoln Open House was actually held in the Fithian home. So it's kind of nice. And uh, what we're going to do for the students is, because we're not having an awards program, the uh, cards will still all be hung here in the center building. Both the winners and the non-winners will all be hung on the first floor. So after Sunday, for the rest of the month of February, for anyone who comes to the center building, there is no charge. So that way, people will still be able to come see all the cards that the students have created. And students will be able to come and see their cards hung, get their picture taken with them by their parents if they want. And then all the awards, certificates, ribbons, and everything will go back to the school at the end of the month when we return the cards. So, Sue, back up back up a minute and tell me about the contest. Was this just like grade school or what was it? 
this is fourth and fifth grade students uh, make uh, have the choice to make birthday cards for Abraham Lincoln's birthday. We have always done some sort of a contest in connection with the Lincoln birthday open house. And this is what it's been for, for a number of years. So this year we did have 434 students from 15 different schools make birthday cards for Lincoln. And they are really, really, really great. You know, so it's, it's fun to look at them. It's fun to read them. And uh, it, it's just really kind of awe-inspiring what they come up with on the cards. Sue, I can't even imagine being the committee that has to choose from that number of cards. And I, I bet you did see some amazingly creative and funny things. Yes, we did. And it, it's it's really nice. We're really appreciative of the teachers uh, that, uh, you know, did it as a class. And then some of them, they gave it out as special assignments. Students could do it at home on their own. And uh, we had put the information in the newspaper that, you know, if they were homeschooled or things of that sort, they could also participate. You know, it's not just limited to the schools, but it is the schools throughout the county. So we we uh, picked up a few new schools this year, which is always exciting to get other groups uh, involved in making the cards. So sure. that's a, it's a nice number of cards to get. Sounds like it. Well, let's go ahead and take our first break and we'll come back and continue the conversation. Welcome back to Community Connection. Today we are with Sue Richter, the Vermillion County Museum, and she's talking about Lincoln's open house that's going to be happening on Sunday. And, you know, I think it was so important, Sue, that you just mentioned, you know, the importance of Lincoln to everybody, everybody. You know, it's not just the the uh, stop in Danville or, or whatever that history is, um, which actually give us some of the history. Give us some of the history with Lincoln in our area. Well, yes, Lincoln started coming writing when he was writing the 8th Judicial Circuit in about 1841. So he was actually a visitor to Danville, normally during the spring and the fall terms. So that meant that he would travel from town to town within the county, stay with different people, meet different people that he knew, and then um, move into Danville. The unique thing about Danville is, None of the other towns that Lincoln traveled on the circuits actually had a formal office that he worked out of. And Danville did uh, downtown in what was the old Barnum building, which is where the Breezy Tower, WIAI Tower, Collins Tower, you know, it has multiple names. Where it is situated today was actually where the old Barnum building was. And of course, he had a law office there, and his partner, Ward Hill Lehman, would maintain the office throughout the year, and then Lincoln would come in and out, either being a prosecutor or a defender for the cases that had come into the office. So this was kind of unique. Um, he would travel what was called the old uh, state road, coming from Champaign-Urbana or coming up from Paris to the south. And so... It depended on which way he was riding the circuit, coming or going, that uh, which direction he would come in. So he did form a lot of friendships through all those years coming into the county. And Danville was really a very bustling town back then. It probably had between 300 and 400 individuals living in it, which doesn't sound like a lot, but for back then it, it was. And one of the main reasons 
it was very busy that gave a lot of business to the attorneys that was here was because the land office for land purchases west of here was here in Danville also. So those two things combined made the the circuit uh, court here in Danville very busy. So Lincoln would come, and at different times he'd stay with other people. And one of the people he stayed with the most was Dr. Fithian. So that is why we especially celebrate the Lincoln Birthday Open House and commemorate uh, Lincoln speaking from the balcony of the home and spending the night with Dr. William Fithian. Sue, what do you imagine those those evenings were like with the people in the house and the visiting going on? I, I can't imagine. I think there was a lot slower pace than what we have today, of course. Uh, I can picture the doctor having people from the political party, the Whig party at that time, come and spend the evening at the home, maybe staying for supper. And then I can picture them during the summer months sitting on that big front porch kind of watching the carriage traffic go up and down Gilbert Street. They would probably be astounded with the amount of traffic on Gilbert Street today. <laughs> I'm sure they would be. Yeah, I, I can imagine. Can you can you imagine just just like you're you're walking by and you look over and you see the superimposing Abraham Lincoln sitting on that porch with his tall stature and uh you know the the beard and all of that. I, I just imagine that was a sight to see. It it probably definitely was. And and, you know, the doctor had a lot of different people at different times that would come and spend the night at his house when they were traveling through. So it was kind of a focal point for the area, uh, especially politically speaking at that time, because there weren't that many large homes in town where people were able to do that. Hmm. Didn't think about that. So, uh, you know, the, the most famous story I always hear or the most repetitive story is, of course, of him being on the, the little balcony. Right. Tell us that one. And that was in September of 1858 when he spoke from the balcony. It was during the time of the Stephen Douglas debates. And of course, Danville was not a debate site. So what he and Douglas did was along the circuit that they traveled, they went to the towns that were not debate sites in between. And then they would give political speeches and attend political rallies, which is what Lincoln did that September. And he came into town early on the train came from the train station and there were a lot of individuals in the yard down below that wanted him to speak. And Lincoln informed the doctor that this was really great that they wanted to hear him, so to speak, but he couldn't get his boots back on. He'd been traveling all day, went upstairs to rest, took his boots off, and um, then found, you know, how your feet are after you sit or when you first get up in the morning, he couldn't get his boots back on. So at that time, the doctor suggested that he go out through the window uh, in the bedroom to the balcony and talk to the people in the yard below, which is what Lincoln did in his stocking feet. And then he did spend that night and the next night um, in the home with Dr. Fithian. And that's the last time we have documented evidence that Lincoln spent the night in the home. Hmm. Interesting. Well, let's go ahead and take our last break and we'll come back and we'll talk about what's going to be happening this weekend in addition to what you've already told us. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the final segment of Community Connection this morning. Sue Richter is here talking about Lincoln's open house this weekend. And, you know, it's just, uh, I don't know, Sue, sometimes, and you're, you're, you're much more history buff than I am, but I can only just close my eyes and imagine this taking place and like literally it happened right here. 
Right. And I think people will enjoy uh, with just having the one building open. Actually, it might be a kind of a unique time to be able to come to the Dr. Fithian home. We have docents or individuals that are going to be able to talk about Lincoln being there and be able to showcase just that house and people can ask questions. And it really is a marvelous home for an 1855 period. Uh, the Museum Society has been able, with generous donations from the community members and grants and organizations, to really keep the home in really good shape. And we're very appreciative of that. And we want to be able to share that with the community. It's no small thing to have a Lincoln site within your community. We're part of the Heritage uh, Trail, the Lincoln Heritage Trail. We're the first stop, actually, when you come from the east on the I-75 border. So I think it kind of sets us up to, to open up the history of Lincoln for the rest of the state uh, by just showing our, our little slice here, which I think is very, very important to people. Mm -hmm, definitely. So on Sunday, um, talk about again what's going to happen throughout the course of the day. Well, from 1.30 to 4, the house will be open. People can come at any time. Since there's no special program, there's no special time to come. Uh, we have a cake donated by a county market, so they'll be able to have a piece of cake in honor of Lincoln's birthday. The whole event, both the Lincoln Open House and the the card contest for the students and the prizes and awards and ribbons that will go back with the student cards. Those are all provided with sponsorship from Morgan Stanley. And as I said, through the rest of the month, if people want to come back and see the cards, there is no charge for them to come to the main building behind the Fithian home for the rest of the month. Mm -hmm. So good opportunity to get out this weekend, see the Fithian home. And, you know, I, I think, uh, Sue, anytime I come in there, I think I see something different. Now, I know you guys are probably changing displays, but I just think I get so fixated on one area, and then the next time I'll be like, oh, well, look at that. I didn't see it before. Um, so you've got great staff that really keep it alive. Yes, and I think this is why, you know, we've had, we had some people come this weekend to the main museum, and uh, they spent quite a bit of time here in the center building, and they really wanted to go next door, but their time ran out. So they said, well, we'll come back. You know, and that's something people could do. You can divide up your trip and do, you don't have to do both buildings at one time. So if people have not had a chance to be in the Fithian home for a while, this is a good chance to do it. Mm -hmm. And so you were talking about the renovations that were happening. Tell me more about that. Well, we uh, had this special project on our renovation list for quite a while. But due to the fact that we had to redo the outside porch first, it kind of got put on the back burner. You know, you have to do safety issues first. So actually what has been done is the hallway, the stairwell, and the upper hallway have all been uh, replastered, painted, re-wallpapered. And then the room at the top of the stairs, after we got the hallway done, like you said, sometimes you have other things, it looked kind of worn. So we continued the pattern into that room. And it really tied the whole upper hallway together. The last step was to remove the old indoor-outdoor carpeting off of this staircase. It's a beautiful oak staircase. Um, we had to remove the carpet, strip the staircase, restain it. And then we have put new carpeting back on in the Victorian style so that it has the, the little bars on it on each stair 
stair tread to accentuate it and everything. And then we have a few new items that were donated to be placed in the hallway. So we have placed those into position now. So it really does look really, really nice. Mm-hmm. Well, I can't wait to see it, see what's being done. And so beyond Sunday, what what's what's the everyday look like for visitors? Well, every day they can tour one building or both buildings. And uh, we've made a few changes in the new building also. We've actually, through the winter, we have new carpet in it, which is really nice for the upper area where our Lincoln Log table is for the children because that's all that area is all nice and clean and and done up now. And uh, then we're in the process of putting some additional business and industry information out that we've received lately in our other portion of the upper gallery. So it makes it new and unique for people to come and see something different. Mm-hmm. And so, Sue, I have to tell you, I had to buy my youngest grand Lincoln Logs for Christmas because coming to the museum. They love just sitting, you know, they, they will just sit there for hours and play on, play with that. And then, of course, the Lincoln Penny sculpture head, that's just amazing right. and so cool. Yes. And so it was funny this weekend because we had older children in. And, you know, we kind of watch when they come in to see what they'll do. And invariably, it's 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 kind of funny to see, you know, a teenager sitting on the little stool on that little chair and they're putting houses together with the Lincoln Laws. So it, uh-huh. it transcends all ages. <laughs> Definitely does that. So uh, um, Sue, any final information you want to tell us about the museum for the rest of the month? Any other things coming up in the near future we can get a teaser about? No, um, we're trying to plan some different activities. There'll be a, a lunch and learn through DAC later on in the spring. The museum is going to be setting up a few of our own, which maybe we're not sure if we're going to do them at lunchtime or if we're going to do them in the evening to accommodate people that work that might also be interested in history throughout the summer months. And we're looking forward, starting in in March and April, we'll begin our school tours. And that's always an exciting time for us when we start getting students to come through to learn their county history. I bet. Um, So, Sue, before we end the show today, let's talk about benefactors and museum memberships because, you know, it's things like that. You know, listening to you talk about the renovations that were being done, obviously this this costs money and we need the upkeep to keep happening. Talk about benefactors. Well, um, our main benefactors, of course, are our memberships. People can purchase a membership in the Museum Society so that they're kept aware of everything going on. And then they also get our historical publication. Uh, Our benefactors come from all areas. Some are members, some are non-members. And usually what we do is when we have a special project, we go out to notify people that this is, you know, in the works and that this is a need that the museum has. And so we like to use our benefactors for the special projects and things so that they can see, you know, something accomplished. But at the same time, we have a lot of people that give, especially at the end of the year, to just help us with our normal operating expenses. And we're very, very appreciative of them because without their donations, we wouldn't be able to stay open. Okay, so right there, people, right there, there's our reason. (laughs) Yeah, we we want to stay open. (laughs) 
Exactly. And we want you to stay open. You know, like you said, it's no small thing that we have such a historic place right here. And, you know, we need to appreciate that and help with the upkeep of that and do our part to make sure it's here for the next 100 years and for the next generations. Um, so very important to do that. Sue, if someone wants to learn more about how to participate through a planned gift or something like that, what should they do? They should call the museum and I'd be happy to talk with them. A lot of times we'll have people come in and visit and I give them a tour if they're not a member and then they ask where they can help and then they can sit down and we can talk to them about it. And that's usually the way we do it. You know, and, and it's not just the center building and the Fithian home. We have the Lehman House in Lincoln Park. We have Man's Chapel up south of Rossville. So we're always doing maintenance upgrades and just operational expenses for all those buildings and sites. Okay, good information. Well, Sue, thank you so much for being here with us today. I appreciate you. And audience, hey, I've got one more thing I want to talk to you about before we get out of here today. Um, a couple of weeks back, we had the, the Takero El Patron family talking about the restaurant and what was going on. Just want to let you all know, I heard that they had, during that cold front, they had a bunch of pipes bust. And again, all those heating and, and water issues. And so uh, they, are, they are operating, but they're operating out of the food truck in front. So, you know, don't forget, let's show them some love. They are open Monday through Wednesday from 7 to noon with their breakfast menu. But then Friday night, 2 to 9, Saturday and Sunday. Um, so let's make sure we are supporting that family, helping them get back on the road after those burst pipes. And, you know, love the Munoz family that... Uh, know that we're thinking about them, we care about them, we want to make sure we're supporting them. And of course, that's in Georgetown. So think about if you're going out this weekend after you're visiting the uh, museum or before you go, run down to Georgetown, let's uh, visit this food truck and help this family out during this tough time. Okay, there's your charge for the weekend. Sue, thank you for joining me. I appreciate you as always. Okay, thank you for having me and everyone. Please come visit us this weekend. Definitely. Audience, we'll see you on Monday. You've been listening to the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. For more, visit newhoffmedia.com.